So there was a certain judge, Jesus says, there was a certain judge who neither feared God nor respected any human being. This judge did not fear God or fear man. A few, about a month ago or two months ago, I preached on the necessity to fear the Lord, that the fear of the Lord is a gift of the Holy Spirit and is actually the most important gift because if you don't fear God, then you have no awe, you have no respect, you have no love. Because the fear of the Lord is a gift of love of God. Now, who here grew up scared of God? Me, for sure. I was like, oh God, I'm so scared of you. Like, I'm just scared of going to hell, and I'm scared that you're just going to punish me, and this and that. Well, that's a misunderstanding of who God is. Jesus does not want you to be scared of his Father. He wants you to come, living in the Spirit of God, crying out, Abba, Father. He wants you to come to God who loves you. But you should still fear God. This fear is when you see God face to face, you should be in awe. You should be like, wow, God, you're so good. Who here is afraid of their parents? That they're going to take off their na'ala and they're going to chase after you or they're going to yell at you. Now, it's not good to be afraid of your parents. Parents, if you make your children afraid of you, maybe you're doing something wrong. But your children should have a respect for you. They should fear you in, in one sense because your way should go, especially if you're giving them the right way. Now, this judge, he did not fear God and that was wrong of him. Then he also did not fear man. I preached on the fear of man. The fear of man is rooted in when we think way too much about what other people say or think about us. When we live for other people's opinions versus our versus God's. When we do things for others versus God. We care more about what people say than what God says. This judge did not, he didn't care. He didn't care what this woman, this widow said. He doesn't care about anyone. In one sense, that's a good thing. But in another, he didn't have what was the foundation, the fear of God. Now this woman, this widow, she comes to this judge and all she says is, Render me a just decision. All she wants is justice. Nothing wrong with that, right? You know, when you see something wrong, you want it to turn into something good, something right. Every judge is meant to, be, meant to judge based on the truth. Justice is always in the truth. Now, this culture, as it increasingly destroys what truth is, and it increasingly kind of goes to a relativistic truth, your truth, my truth, and not the truth. The more we see a relativistic type of attitude towards truth, that there is no actual truth, then you will see more injustice. How much injustice do you see in the world? How many things do you see wrong in this world? Right now, the whole culture, the whole Western world is thinking about Afghanistan thinking about all the wrong things that are happening there and how people want to leave and they can't leave. Well, that's wrong. What about everything else? What about all the other injustices in this world? As a Chaldean people, how much injustice have we experienced back home? That racism, just because we're Christian, just because we're Chaldean, what, we can't live freely? That's an injustice and that's against God's truth. When there's no truth, there's no justice. 
Now, Jesus doesn't say why this judge was unwilling to render justice. He doesn't explain it. But he calls this judge a dishonest judge. But I have an idea. This judge was unjust because he did not fear God or care about others. Basically, this judge acted as if he was God, that his opinion or his judgment was the truth. Now, that's pride. That's pride to say that your opinion is the truth. Now, we're all judges. We all judge everywhere. Every single action we do almost is like a judgment. But our judgment is meant to be based on truth. This judge believed that his thoughts were the standard of his judgment instead of allowing the truth to move his judgment. Every judge should start with the truth. What is the truth? Like in a courtroom, what's the truth? Make your judgment based on the truth, not based on what you feel, what you think. I want to shift to anger. Whenever we experience an injustice, something wrong, a lot of times, guys, we become angry. It's not fair. It's wrong. Even Jesus, when he went into the temple and he saw people making his father's house a house of trade, what did he do? He flipped over tables, right? He used his anger, but it's because he was, his side was the truth. My father's house is meant to be a house of prayer. But instead of anger, what does this woman do, this widow? What does she do? She keeps praying. Instead of getting angry, this judge is wrong. He's dishonest. He's not giving me a just decision. And she starts protesting or whatever we see. What does she do? She prays. This woman keeps praying. She doesn't stop praying. A couple of weeks ago, I preached on believing in the power of God. Do you believe that prayer can change reality? Prayer changes things. Prayer changes people. Prayer changes hearts. This judge, he would not have changed his mind unless this woman kept going to him in prayer. This judge would have kept the injustice unless this woman kept praying and praying and praying. She would not stop. Even she annoyed him. And she kept going. She didn't care. God was her foundation. Now prayer changes hearts and even stubborn hearts. This judge was very stubborn. He didn't want to change. How many Chaldeans are stubborn? How many of us are stubborn? I'm stubborn, honestly, sometimes. Now in one sense, stubbornness can be good. If you're stubborn towards the truth, it's a good thing. Be stubborn towards the truth. Do not give up the truth for anything, for nobody. But who says you're right? Who says you're wrong? If you have pride, be careful. Because your stubbornness will lead you to the wrong way. Imagine someone who is stubborn and wrong. We can all think of that person. It's the worst thing. That's why we need the second story that Jesus tells us. He says, He then addressed the parable, this parable, to those who were convinced of their own righteousness, those who thought that they were always right. Jesus is saying in this parable, You could be wrong. 
Don't think you're always right. Don't think you always know what is best. You're not perfect. Be humble enough to recognize that you can be wrong and that, to be honest, you're wrong (laughs) a lot of times. Humility is true self-knowledge. St. Bernard says that humility is a virtue by which a man knows himself as he truly is and then abases himself. Humility is to pray, Lord, be merciful to me. What? Lord, be merciful to me. A sinner. I'm a sinner. And I'm not always right. Is there a situation in your life where you think you're right? Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. Are you being stubborn? Or are you willing to listen to and have an open mind to some other opinion? Are you willing? Or are you so stubborn that you're just set? You're done. I'm not listening anymore. I'm over it. Be humble enough to check yourself with another person. So first thing, ask for advice. If there's a situation that is a divisive situation, you need help or something, first thing, go to somebody and ask for advice. But don't go to someone and not tell the whole story. Just make yourself look good. And don't go to someone who you think is just going to agree with you. That that person, no matter what you say, they just want to make you feel better. Oh, it's okay. It's their fault. It's not your fault. No. Go to someone that you know is living the truth. That you know is not afraid of man and fears God. Those who fear man are just going to tell you what you want to hear. And if you get what you want to hear, you're never going to grow. But those who fear God are going to live in the truth. And so, if you're, if you're in a situation where there's stubbornness, there's something, open your mind, ask someone for their advice, and don't go to that person just for the, they'll, they'll, they'll agree with you. And also, give them the whole truth. The whole truth. Sometimes, the truth hurts. And if it hurts, it's probably a good thing. If the truth hurts, then you need to embrace humility more. Allow yourself to be humbled. Allow yourself to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. As a matter of fact, there's so much freedom in acknowledging that you're wrong sometimes and that God is good. Amen? There's so much freedom in that. I'm wrong. I'm not perfect. Guys, if I felt like, as a priest, if I felt like it's all up to me and everything I do is... Your salvation is in my hands. I would I'd go crazy. I surrender whatever is not of God. And I just embrace what God's, God's call is. God's will for me. It's the truth. If you're wrong and it hurts, accept humility and pray. Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner.